welcome to your spiritual BFF podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Easter Johnson. Do you ever want to ask all your woo-woo, weird questions to someone, but don't know who to go to? Are you spiritually curious? Well, I'm your girl, here to guide you in all things spirituality, manifestation, crystals, energy healing, and more. Welcome to your awakening. popping on quickly to let you know that the spiritual mentorship round two is now enrolling doors are opening so i launched the first round of the spiritual mentorship group program back in may and it was nothing short of magical one person called it life-changing another beautiful soul in the mentorship said that the the mentorship program was like a beacon of light calling um that has been the most magical experience of the souls i was able to take through round one and finally it is time to open the doors to round two the spiritual mentorship is for that person that is not entirely sure what their next step is in your spiritual journey maybe you've been looking to talk to someone to learn from someone to share your spiritual experiences with someone a desire, you desire a mentor or coach perhaps, and maybe you've been asking the universe to help you, to send you the next steps. You're asking for a sign. Well, now you've been led here. The spiritual mentorship was created just for you. We're beginning August 13th, and this will be the last round we're doing live in 2022. So head to my website to learn more and apply now, hannahjohnsoncoaching.com and check out the Spiritual Mentorship Live eight-week group program that will explore all things spirituality, crystals, oracle cards, spiritual awakening, Reiki, energy healing, intuition, empaths, manifesting spirit guides, Akashic records, inner child healing, and more. We learn a new topic every week and explore it together in our beautiful bubble community along with other heart and soul-led Uh, people in the group that you will find so supportive and really um, bond with throughout the program. So if you're interested, feel free to reach out with any questions, but head to my website to learn more information and apply before we get started in August. Hello. I almost said hi and then I said hello. So that's why it was a hi, hello. I'm Hannah. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so, so glad that you're here. You are very welcome here in this space. Today's topic is going to be something that you may not see as quote unquote spiritual, but you know, this is a place that while yes, I am your spiritual BFF and we're going to talk about all of the woo-woo things So much of this work, though, leads to self-inquiry and self-awareness. So some of my episodes, as you have already um, figured out, if you're an avid listener or if you've listened to any of my other episodes, is about implementing the things that I am teaching and sharing with you to create healing in your life, in your inner world, to do the healing work, right? And also to whether that inner work looks like mindset work, whether it looks like trauma work, whether it looks like 
you know, more of the psychological stuff here, which I would consider mindset. Okay. So there's so many ways to go about this work. And I, I love how spirituality tends to overlap with personal development, self-help stuff, at least for me and my unique experience and my lived experience of this work is that I found spirituality through self-help work and vice versa. They really started happening at the same time. So I tend to lump them in my mind. So it's the same with podcast episodes like this that may not sound exactly spiritual by nature, something like crystals or spirit babies or Akashic records, right? But today's episode is going to be all about having a resilient or fostering a resilience mindset versus living with a victim mindset. And again, we're going to go into a little bit more psychological stuff here, mindset stuff, but with a spiritual leaning and an energetic leaning, as always, is that that's my unique kind of flavor and a way of going about this. So resilience mindset versus victim mindset. I decided to do this episode. I wrote it down. So I have a notes, a long list of uh, podcast ideas in my notes app on my phone. And I put this one on my list a couple months ago. I started therapy again. And uh, after my therapist retired last August, I started back a few months ago. And um, after our first or second meeting, you know, it's basically a lot of getting to know each other at that point and building a rapport and trust and really feeling out each other's energies and some of the, the things that I felt were important to share with her at the beginning so that I could begin receiving support and care immediately. We didn't have to have five sessions before I had to dump my entirety of everything onto her. Not at all. It was just about like getting to know me where I am right now and a few things about what I've been through to inform some of the things that I was struggling with. And by our second session, the therapist, she says to me, wow, you are one of the most resilient people I've had the pleasure of getting to know. And it it took me aback. I was like, oh, I guess I had never, somebody maybe had never used that specific word with me. But when she said it, I was like, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> like, yes. Like that is, I got so excited because I was like, that is the word that I feel like I've been looking for that I, to put language to what I've been embodying probably my entire life, but more specifically lately, um, now that I I got through a lot of the healing work of the really, really deep wounds and, and traumas and things like that. And so this word resilient um, really had me excited. And it, it just, I was thinking for, I don't know, a week after this session, after she said that, we talked about it a little bit more in the session. And I just, you know, I really told, I told her I appreciated her reflecting that back to me because I guess I never put the language to it, but that resonates so much and because it was also a huge win for me. Not that someone else saw it in me, but, but I saw it in me because I had always, and I, what I was most terrified of, I became in a lot of ways in my inner world, which was the victim. You know, being the victim to circumstances and the things that happened as a child and as growing up, right? But there comes a time when you become an adult and you decide to dive into your healing and 
this part of you that maybe has identified as a victim for so long, there could also be an equal part of you that's like, I'm not a victim of my circumstances, especially if you're somebody like me. I guess they had a lot of pride per se, but I just was like, I always had the mindset of like, I'm not going to let shit get me down. Like I have important things to do in this world. And at that time it looked like teaching and working with children and families because I was a teacher right out of college, which is around the time I started um, really diving into this work and realizing like, oh, I think I need support. Uh, I think I need to start going to therapy. And then the whole, whole world of, of resources and new things in my spiritual awakening began. Uh, I'm going to go into that in another podcast episode of kind of my story and all of that, um, which give you a much better picture of this, of those details of where I've been to get where I am. But I had by the equal part of me of like, yeah, resilient and bouncing back because I had big things to do in the world. I had that equal part of me that really did play the victim in my mind. It was almost as an excuse. Even as I was starting my spiritual work, uh, my therapy work, the healing and all of that, right? I still had this ingrained part of me that had this victim men- mentality. I had to to survive. Um, you know, if you've ever been, you know, quote unquote, a victim of, something, whether that looks like maybe trauma with a capital T, or as I like to say, trauma with a lowercase t, doesn't mean, you know, we're comparing traumas here, but just to give you a little, you know, inside information, this could be like a vast range of, of, of trauma or abuse or manipulation, or just like shitty things can like happening to you, like whatever framework fits your unique experience right I want you to be able to like plug and play here and see yourself in my story and also see yourself in well where do I fall in this resilient mindset versus victim mindset I had this part of me that really was living from that victim mindset still even though I was doing the work even though I was doing the healing work and you know what I eventually had to let it go I had to allow that part of me to die and it was a real grieving process and sometimes I feel it's still sneaking back up almost like the ghost of victim mindset past (laughs) oh my gosh that's a good one that's a good one I gotta remember that one because it felt a lot like that like occasionally that ghost would come back around and remind try to put me in my place almost of like let's get in that victim mindset so that we can argue with our husband and, and get what we want and and play like oh my gosh I never get what I want my life has been so hard right? For being honest with ourselves, what rackets are we running? Just like the old stories of like the, the snake oil salesman that would, that would go from town to town and sell his special snake oil to fix all of your problems. It's medicine that fixes all the problems, grows the hair. Uh, you know, then those like, those sketchy salesmen that like take their little cart and goes, goes from place to place to place. Um, imagining oh my gosh guys oh my gosh this is an aside I don't know if anybody likes musicals but Lim is um I'm thinking of that when they were trying to sell I'm sorry I can't remember the character's name right now but in Lim is when they were trying to sell like this the 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 potion or whatever that was that they were scamming people into buying supposedly right um wait is that Lim is no 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 <laughs> but I think it's the same guy it's um Sweeney Todd, I think, is what I'm thinking of. Oh, my God. See, if I edited my podcast, my podcast, guys, I would edit this out. But um, alas, I do not. So here we go. Keep going, Hannah. Focus up. Oh, you snake oil salesman, right? <laughs> so 
that's like running a racket, right? Like they are getting something out of it and we think we're getting something out of it if we purchase that, the magic pill or the magic sauce, the magic potion, whatever. So we tend to run rackets on ourselves. And I learned kind of this vocabulary and and dug really deep into this work um, with Boston Breakthrough Academy a couple years ago. Was that last summer? I guess it was. I guess it was last summer. Wow. So it's been a year. That was in 2021. And was really able to meet those parts of me head on and really get clear on where is this little girl energy coming from? Where is this victim mentality, victim mindset coming from? Um, and how is it still serving me? And I was like, it's not. That's why I'm here, right? <laughs> And it's like I was really encouraged and supported and going deeper and deeper and deeper and realizing like, oh, it's where I'm comfortable. And it's really hard for me to see this part of me as it is because or for really what it is, because it is in my comfort zone, right? It's in my wheelhouse. I've I've identified with maybe a victim mindset, powerlessness. Um, feeling disempowered, things happen to me, why is this happening to me, Um, you know, life is happening to me, those kinds of comments or shit like this always happens to me or just that like more negative attitude, but also a scarcity, a lack mindset, Um, poor me mindset. And while anybody that knows me um, would never describe me that way. That's what I'm saying, guys. Like, this can be sneaky. It doesn't necessarily... You know somebody who really lives in victimhood, right? We can all probably have somebody in our lives that or seen somebody even on a TV show or movie that live in that energy very externally and it's, like, very draining for people to be around. It was not the case with me. It was internal. I was in that victim mindset mentality still doing these things to myself, running that racket, that snake oil salesman almost to myself by displaying it in my personal relationships and my relationship with myself, with my goals, my aspirations, how far I've come. Um, This part of me was really, 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 really ingrained and attached. And I really had to go in and say, how is this victim mindset? I asked that question to you of when you might fall into that victim mindset, whether you are doing it outwardly, overtly, where someone else is witnessing it or engaging with it, that victim energy, um, that lack energy, that scarcity energy, that playing small little girl energy, as um, my my coach from last year, Rachel Alice, would say, that little girl energy, I love that term that she coined. I um, really resonate with it. It's Rachel Alice, A-L-Y-C-E, if you want to look her up. She's lovely. Um, but being in that energy, I ask you, where do you see yourself playing in that energy still? And how might it still be serving you? How can you look at this part with just a little bit more compassion and widen your view and your perspective just a little wider to get a real glimpse of where victimness, victimhood is still showing up for you. Even if it's if its purpose is to, if you discover or and you think, ah, oh, that's not it. I don't want to stay small. I, I don't I wanna do big things in my life. I want to move past this. Yeah, consciously, but guess what's going on underneath? <laughs> this part is still controlling some stuff under there. And so being able to go like, ah, I can connect the dots here. 
if I move on past this, and here was my breakthrough, if I move on past this and release this victim mindset, this little girl energy, the wounded little girl within me, let go of my story of victim being a victim to life circumstances, who would I become? Who would I then be? That baffled me. That was one of the questions that was asked of us in BBA in Boston Breakthrough Academy that I did online last year was who would you be without your story? Who would you be without that victim story? And for the first time it hit me and I said, I don't, I literally don't know. And that petrifies me. It's who I've been. It's, it's what's happened to me. It's part of my story. You know, I've been a part, it had been a part of my story, even creating my business. It was ingrained in everything. It was a part of my story with my, my relationships, my family, my relationship to myself, therapy, my business, relationship with my husband, my relationship to money, my relationship to success and my goals and, and healing. It was ingrained in so many aspects. My body, it was ingrained in so many aspects of my life. I couldn't, I, I was prompted that question, so I'm going to ask it to you again here. Who would you be without your story? Not the, the beautiful story of your life, none of that, because I still share that. Obviously, I'm doing that here because I've been able to alchemize the energy behind it. You see the difference? Who would you be without schlepping around that old energy, that old story, that old mindset, that old mentality? And I thought, I don't know who I would be without that victim story because I'd been so used to it. It was, it was, it was, and I think they say, what is it? It's the devil I know. (laughs) Am I going to stay with the devil I know or go with one I don't know? I'm going to stay with the one that I know. And that's, that's where I really was. But that was part of the reason why I signed up for a transformational program like BBA. And I've, I've done several other programs, you know, I'm not sponsored by Boston Breakthrough Academy. It was just, I like to cite some of the things that I've done, guys, to pass it on to you. Like, I'm not trying to be a spiritual gatekeeper here um, or a personal development or healing gatekeeper here. Like, I always love to, which is why anytime I name drop somebody, if I know them personally, I try to give them their, their Instagram handle, the name of the things that I've done, because you might find nuggets in your in your path through the resources that I pass on. So I want to be really clear about that. But moving from a victim mindset to resilience mentality does take time and it takes care. It takes time to excavate that just like me by even prompting those questions to you, right? Nothing may come up right away or something big may come up and it's time to dig into that a little bit, right? It's your next breadcrumb, as I like to say. And then moving on up and up and up until like the excavation has now taken place and it's all revealed, it's there. And then you're at that new level where it's like, okay, how can I once and for all relieve myself of this and leave that part of me behind? Grieve for her, let go of it, bury it, wherever, however you want to think of it. I was able to, because energy can be neither created nor destroyed. It can be transformed, alchemized, transmuted. So that for me, that, that old energy moving from that victim mindset wasn't about forgetting it or leaving it behind per se it was about transmuting it to move into the next version of me who I'd been calling in for many many years that mindset that energy that healing on a cellular level 
And it took processing, excavating piece, chunk by chunk, piece by piece, layer by layer. And while some, it does feel like sort of, the, it was like, quote unquote, I left it behind. But it really was about transmuting that because I did have to to disconnect from that piece of me, at least in the context that I held being a victim to circumstance, abuse, all the, all the trauma, right? So I, I have a, an example that I want to share with you, a little resource, and you can look it up. That way you have a visual. I'm a visual person. I'm going to describe it the best I can. And it was brought up recently in my um, uh, coaching session with a coach I'm working with right now. And I'd heard about it before and I've seen it in self-help work a lot. And I actually, I did, I did a program right after my spiritual awakening, well, about a year and a half after, right when I started my business, um, and the, the really shit was hitting the fan. I was really in a dark night of the soul there. Uh, rock bottom, it felt like in many ways. Um, a, a program called Seeds Leadership, S-E-E-D-S, Seeds Leadership. Um, and it was in person. I think they do some online now. But anyways, it was it catapulted so much for me. I would say it's almost like a baby version of BBA, Boston Breakthrough Academy. So when I did Seeds Leadership, we talked about the this Carpman drama triangle. And when you see the Carpman, was Carpman with a K, K-A-R-P-M-A-N, Carpman drama triangle. When you see, if you Google it and you see that visual, um, that that may help you understand it a little bit here. And I was talking about this with my coach recently. And a lot of times when the Cartman drama triangle is presented, it's about how we are in relationships to other people. Are we in the helper role? Are we in the victim role? Or are we in the persecutor role? Now, a lot of, even if you're Googling it right now, or you've heard of this before, you're familiar with it. There, there could be different words, like sometimes helper is called rescuer, okay? So think of an upside down triangle, okay, I got that visual, helpers or rescuers in the top right corner of the triangle, persecutor might be in the top left, and then at the bottom, um, we got the upside down point, uh, the triangle down, up, down here, the point is a victim. So that's the Cartman dra- drama triangle, and what my coach liked to pose to me and I pose to you where do you find yourself in this drama triangle within yourself, your relationship to you? Are you in the persecutor role right now? Persecuting yourself, blaming yourself? Are you in the helper or rescuer role? Help, I need to be saved from this. Even if you're talking to yourself, remember this is in relation to yourself. Because we're talking about that relationship with you and your resilience versus your, your victim mindset. Or even that victim point on in the in the drama triangle why is this happening to me poor me disempowered right not in your power disempowered versus empowered that's also another way to talk about this resilience mindset versus victim mindset are you in your power versus not in your power disempowered empowered And so what my coach lovingly shared with me is that there's another version of this triangle. So you've got the Cartman drama triangle again, persecutor, helper, victim. Brand new triangle, still upside down triangle. In the left-hand corner, we have the challenger. In the right-hand corner, we have coach. And at the point at the bottom is creator. So this is almost like a higher self version of the, I'm going to call it the no drama triangle. I don't know actually what it's called. Um, and, and actually, you know, my, I don't believe my coach has, has, 
has um, made this up. I feel like it's, it's a version that may be out there as well, but I am going to give her some credit here. Her name is Masha, Masha K. She's so lovely, M-A-S-H-A, K is K-A-Y. Give Masha a, a follow on Instagram if you are interested in learning about um, nervous system regulation, intro to nervous system stuff. And um, she works with those that are high achievers um, to uh, be supported within their nervous system. I just started working with um, Masha recently and it's like absolutely changed the game for me. It's very um, high level stuff that I have been so ready for and it's just really excited me. But I'm going to give Masha credit with reintroducing me to the Cartman drama triangle and also the second triangle, which is from a place of empowerment, higher self. I'm calling it the no drama triangle. It's like the higher self triangle. Like how can I be in relationship to myself? Sometimes I might be in the creator mode I might be in the cre- the creator mindset. I might be in the challenger mindset to really challenge my thinking, challenge where I'm going. How can I, um, with love and dedication, uh, push myself towards those things? Or in the coach role, self-coaching, implementing those tools, self-soothing, walking myself through with open-ended questions just like I would a client. How can I self-coach and self-heal? So much better dy- feeling energetically, right? Dynamic here with this no drama triangle, I'm calling it, versus the other, which is in that persecutor, helper, victim role, back and forth, back and forth, all bouncing around the triangle. And I found myself, you guys, bouncing back between persecutor and victim and getting stuck in that loop of like, persecutor meaning like I'm blaming myself for all the things that haven't worked or that I have been doing wrong and then it would it would help me fall victim to my own inner world to my own thoughts and then every now and again I'd pop into that helper role like I'm gonna save myself I'm here to save myself I'm here to fix me I'm gonna figure this out yep I'm gonna go and dive into my toolbox but I was coming from such a disempowered place it would often throw me either back in the persecutor role or it feel like it wouldn't be working, so drop me back into the victim role. You see how you can bounce around that easily. So even if you want to write those down, like I have a I have a written version of it just here with that upside down triangle where I've drawn it, but if you Google it and you see it there, you might be able to draw it on a piece of paper and then do the second one next to it, the no drama triangle, which is challenger, coach, creator, the three C's if you want to remember it that way. And go in there and really just journal out, like, what does this dynamic in in this triangle, maybe the one on the left, the the Cartman's drama triangle, where are my protector parts? When when the, the persecutor part comes up in me, journal that out. What's coming up in you? How are you judging yourself? What are you struggling with when that when that comes up, the persecutor in you comes out and that part of you comes out? Get really clear and specific on that. You might journal that out for a little bit. And then you might ask that question, which is, what what kind of, this is a racket. How is it helping? How is it doing something for me? It's giving something to me. It's keeping something in place. Is it is it what self-preservation? What is it? What's here? And just allowing that to flow and journal for that for a little bit. And then finally. 
I, I'm going to ask you the question again that was asked to me that changed my life last summer, which is, who would I be without this story? What's possible here? You don't have to have some grand, profound breakthrough, maybe if it's not one for you, right? But coming from a place of curiosity and asking, what's possible here if, this, if I didn't have to attach to this story all the time? or in my relationship with self, or in my relationship with a partner or a family member or my work, right? And then I encourage you to do the same exercise with the no drama triangle, challenger coach creator. What's possible there? Where do you already actually see yourself being a creator of your own life, being in creation mode, consciously creating? Where do you see yourself in the challenger the, the loving uh, push, the, the lovely reparenting that you might be giving yourself there. And same with coaching. Where do you find yourself there in the coaching? Where do you find yourself already self-soothing, self-coach, self-coaching? Not placating and babying. Remember, that's back in the helper, that's back in the helper role in, in, the, in the drama triangle. Coaching is much different than helper. If my clients came to me as their coach and mentor and they're coming to me with some challenges in their life or inner child stuff or they're ready to do shadow work and I just keep giving them excuses and excuses and keep babying them. Am I doing them a disservice? Would I be? Absolutely. I cannot be their rescuer. I cannot be their helper. I also can't make excuses for them. Am I going to shove it in their face and rub their nose in it? No, because at that point then I'd be in the persecutor role. (laughs) Am I going to let them play victim? No. What a loving coach does is to begin to ask, may I, may I suggest a different perspective? May I share something that may be a perspective shift for you? Where can you do that for yourself? Where can you go, hmm, can I receive, can I be open in this moment, just for a moment, to receive a different perspective about this? Can I self-coach here for a moment? What tools do I have in my toolbox? Those high vibrational tools in my toolbox. You know, we're not getting into spiritual bypass territory here. It's going to bring you back over to the drama triangle and that helper, persecutor, victim. Boom, boom, boom. And that over and over and over again. Where though can I use one of my tools and be in this moment to support me and moving from a victim mindset, which is more in that drama triangle, to a resilience mindset, which is in that no drama triangle. To be a person of resilience, to be seeing yourself as like, wow, look at this shit I've been through in my life. Here's a reframe for you. Maybe as you're journaling or as you're just thinking about this, maybe you're processing it. Maybe you're an auditory processor, a visual processor. It just depends on if you're somebody that likes to talk things out loud to yourself. However you're processing this is perfect. I encourage you to follow your unique way of processing this. But my question is, how can you perhaps think of the shit that you've been through, the troubles, the trauma, the hard fucking times in your life, and how can you say, just for a moment, may I offer a new perspective? (laughs) You're saying this to yourself, right? Where has resilience showed up in my story? At what points in my life have I stepped into beautiful resilience? 
What things have I bounced back from? How different are things now versus then? How can I prove, how can I find as much evidence as possible that I am no longer back there in all of that shit and all the trouble and the trials and tribulations and traumas? How can I be back here now in this moment, in presence, in this present moment, and go, let's see how far I've come and let's see how different things are. Collect that evidence, guys. This is your sign to start collecting the evidence of how fucking awesome you are, how resilient you are, how powerful you are, and to do it within the energy of resilience. Not, in, not from the energy of victim because it's going to draw you back down of like, look at all the things. I've had, I like that I use victim in like this breathy voice because I'm carrying around so much weight and it's heavy and this is hard. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes easier to be the victim. Let's be honest. Because there's, you could play the victim your whole life. You really could. You really could. But if you're here listening to this, I suspect that you're somebody who maybe you've been doing that so far and you've decided no more, no fucking more. It doesn't feel good. I'm not getting to where I want to be. I don't feel empowered. I'm ready to create some shit in my life. I'm ready to do big things. I'm not ready to let this take me down. I've worked too hard for that. Look at the shit I've come from. I'm ready to move on because look how far I've come. And start moving up even that emotional scale there, collecting that evidence. And if it feels good to do it with a trusted friend, I recommend this exercise too. And this is when I started realizing like, oh, people don't see me the way I see me. There's, you know, that quote that I think a lot of mothers or parents, loved ones will say to you or to their children, which is, I I wish you could see you the way I see you. Right, that's very tender and sweet. And I remember my mom has said that to me growing up many, many times. I don't, I don't want to tear up, but it's making me a little bit emotional because it was some of those more tender moments with my mom. Um, and I didn't get that until I started doing this work and I started being open to seeing how far I had come. And I remember at certain points in my life and certain people in my life would tell me the way they see me or how they appreciate me or, or what, what a great role model I've been for them or other people or whoever. And sometimes I would stand there in awe and be like, what? <laughs> like, okay. I mean, that's awesome. You see that, but it was really hard for me to take that compliment. Right. And it was really hard for me to like really see that. But the more work I did within this work and the more I was excavating that 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 this old part of me that was really attached to the victimhood and the the disempowerment, the low self-worth, the more excavated that within me, the more I could go, huh, that's like the second person that said that. And I've been kind of getting that hunch myself that I am a confident person. I must come off that way to people. It's interesting that I'm having a hard time seeing that within myself. By the way, that's called shadow work. <laughs> I teach that in my inner glow up program. If you're interested, reach out to me. So it's that concept too of like, how can I for a moment or how can I, I guess the, I guess what I was going to mention is the exercise is trusted people. Be very careful here. We're not going to someone that triggers you. We're not going to someone that you have trauma with. We're not going to someone that is emotionally, physically, mentally 
unavailable at the moment, you know, they've had a stressful day, don't do this exercise. And if it doesn't feel good to you at all, don't. It's not something I did right away. I found it the easiest to do with my therapist. And I think we were doing it naturally. I wasn't asking her like, hey, can we do this exercise? And she didn't introduce me to it, but I am introducing you to it, that it might be supportive. And it was reminded, um, it was reminded of me uh, or for me this weekend as well, which is how can I speak to someone else and without ego and without like trying to get a big head, right? You're going in and asking like, can you tell me how you see me? Can we talk about that? Because I'm really trying to get a fresh new perspective. You know, if you struggle with this guys, like this could be really supportive, especially with somebody that you trust, trust, trust. Okay. And that you feel safe with not trauma bond. Okay. There's somebody that you feel safe with, which is why I recommend a therapist or a coach or whoever. Um, a friend, whoever, a partner, if, if you feel connected and safe and ask like, I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm working on how I see myself. I'm working on being in the, an empowered place, um, high self-worth in a more resilient mindset and really embracing how far I've come, but not from that victim mindset any longer. Can, how would you describe me in three words? And note those for yourself and go, would I describe myself this way? I found that I wouldn't. That what others were saying about me, I did not feel on a deep, deep, deep layer inside. I'm like, I don't know how the hell they're saying that because I sure as fuck don't feel it. But I was really good about, about projecting it there, out there. Because I think like a part of me really knew that's who I was, but it almost felt like I was putting on an act because I thought that's who I was meant to be, or maybe I felt that that's who I really was, but it wasn't like really hitting deep inside. Like something that's confident, had their shit together, knew what they wanted. And while some of that is true, yes, in so many ways it was not. You know, I had such low self worth. I was really having constant battle within myself. Um, confidence was down in in some things and like medium and other things but now that's like totally shifted for me because like I'm embodying it on such a deep level where it's like not even a question for myself anymore so it's so funny how it like rarely comes up for uh, you know talking to others unless they unless they're just saying of like wow like I'm receiving so much um inspiration or empowerment or it's just soaking out of you Hannah so I like I'm 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 and I hear that from my clients a lot of like it's it's you're I'm able to look up to you because you're so inspiring and I'm, I feel empowered just by being around you and I can see how it's also possible for myself and I think that now my clients like the more clients that I've worked with especially with this deep deep inner healing work that are saying to me like you've shown me what's possible. You've been an expander for me. I can also see it within myself. That is like the biggest fucking win, right? We're not just somebody showing me like what they see in me, 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 and like trying to, you know, help my, help my confidence or my ego or to, to pay me a compliment even, which is great. And I'm open to receiving that as, as, um, could you be, um, a little more open to receiving that by the way? I always, you know, if a client or a new person or somebody even writes me that saying that they love the podcast, um, I, I always really, I, I will say out loud, if, if, even if I'm not in front of you, but even if I am, I'll say like, I am receiving that. Thank you so much. Because it can hit me, it can resonate a little bit differently, but how can you be open to receiving a different version of perspective of you, again, from someone that you trust, someone that you feel safe and connected with? That could be a beautiful exercise. Um, in, in getting clearer on where might there be more, some more work, where that might there be some shadow pieces, but where 
can I step more fully into my power and come from that empowered mindset versus that disempowered mindset? How can I step further into my resilient mindset, my resilience versus that old victim mindset and story? And again, I'm going to ask you one more time, who would you be without your story? And what is possible for you there? And I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If this is resonating with you, if you have been talking with a friend or somebody about this and you find that they may be able to receive a nugget of information and support and resources or um, with the exercises that I've given as an example, please screenshot this episode and send it to a friend. Tag me on Instagram at Hannah Johnson Coaching. Um, press, you know, press the, 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 um, the share button on whatever podcast platform you're listening in. I would so appreciate any shares. I appreciate all of your messages. You guys, thank you so much for your support. I cannot wait to continue making beautiful, beautiful content for each of you. And I love all of the, um, kind words that you guys are sharing with me and all the shares that I'm seeing. And even you guys email me to say, you know, I, I don't have Instagram, but I'm following you. Thank you so much. I, 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 I listen to the podcast all the time and I'm sending it to friends all the time, but I'm, I'm not necessarily t- uh, tagging on Instagram. I appreciate those just as much, guys. It means the world to me that you feel like a friend could use this work or, or somebody, a loved one or to share that work with someone just really, really is like the highest, highest compliment because um, I am someone who only shares people, resources, podcast books, and things like that, um, if I really believe in it and get behind it. So for me to be that um, for you, is it just means the world to me, and I do not take it lightly. So thank you for your continued support. Please reach out if you have any questions. You can always find me over on Instagram at Hannah Johnson Coaching or email me hello at hannahjohnsoncoaching.com. If you want to work together um, my on my website, hannahjohnsoncoaching.com, you can find my calendar there to book a session at any point and to apply for the Inner Glow Up program if you're interested in shadow work, inner child healing, and nervous system regulation. I will see you in the next episode, my friend. You are beautiful. You are resilient. You are strong. You've got this.